Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again. Today we gotta get back drafting, but we're not drafting nonsense because Nelly won't even post a poll on Twitter. We are drafting Debbie draft right now. We're gonna see if we can make it four rounds. Uh Three for sure. We'll see if we can make it four, time permitting here. Uh, who wants to go first? Look, I'll, I'll take the 101. I feel like I never take the 101. Drake draft May. That we do. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit it up. But, um, yeah, and as always, all our drafts are super flex, tight end premium. So you can always take that to the bank. But the 101 in, in Debbie is super easy. It, it is Caleb Williams, the quarterback for USC. He's maybe as much a sure thing as Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck to be the number one overall pick a year out. There's very little that I think could happen to knock him off that. And he has a chance to be one of the best quarterback prospects of all time in the NFL. Um, so you got to take that one-on-one, the super flex. You get the rushing upside. You get the arm. Caleb Williams is that good. Just just accept it, and if you have the one-on-one next year, you're taking him. Nelly, you want two or three? Uh, you choose, Kay. I'll take two, um, and I, I'm going to go safe here. I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver from the Ohio State University. Um, I think there's still a lot that can happen with Drake May, right? Uh, offense has to play, you'd think, a little bit better than last year. Um, he's he's a solid player. I don't know how the weapons are going to do if their offensive line is going to be better. There's still a lot of questions with UNC, and there's still a lot of questions with kind of the quarterback class as a whole behind Caleb Williams. I think Drake May is clearly the number two guy in the 24 class, but a lot can change between now and then. Um, I think the one thing that won't change is that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the wide receiver one in this class. That's not going anywhere. Uh, he could sit out this whole season and be the wide receiver one. Like that wouldn't change anything. Uh, so I'm going to take him here. He's a top five pick in the NFL draft. He's an incredible wide receiver. Um, in in a couple of years, Drake may could be worth more on your dynasty team than Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Um, but I think that's, a lower chance. Um, the chance that they're even or Marvin Harrison Jr. is worth more is probably about 75, 80% chance to me. Um, so I, I'm going to just take that safer bet here um, and and know that I'm cashing in on a good player. Uh, 103. I'll go with Drake May, quarterback at UNC, the guy you talked about for a little bit there. I don't have that much concern with him. Of course, there's always 
bad scenarios that can happen. But he was efficient as a passer this past year. He was um, he was effective on the ground. He had high rushing market share. He's big. He's tall. He's strong. He's got a big arm. Um, and I'll tell you what, his weapons last year weren't very good either. He had Josh Downs, who was beaten up for half the year, and then no one else. Um, and that line stunk last year too. So I don't think his situation was really that good last year. He's got some new weapons this year that are pretty fun. Tez Walker, uh, namely, I think will be his go-to guy. Um, I, I think we're in for uh, another positive season from him, and I think he's another guy who's a top-five pick in the draft. My only point in saying that, right, is that when we're looking at now what will probably be his last year in college, he does have to play better than he did last year. And I think unless the weapons, like, severely get better, and I think they are a little bit better, I think I would rather have Tez over Josh Downs. You get a, get uh, Nesbitt stepping ahead a little bit more uh, at tight end. I think there's probably a chance they're going to play better. I think it's hard for that offensive line to play worse. Um, but it, but if that team doesn't get better as a whole with with Drake May leading it, I think you're going to get a lot of questions about him. And and if I can just avoid that and just take another really good player that I don't think has any question marks, I think that's a little easier. Oh yeah, that's fair. I think I think Harrison and May are in the same tier. I have them in the same tier. Right. Well, at the 104, much to uh, Nelly's chagrin or possibly delight so he gets a better player on his board, I'm going to take Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia here. I, I think Brock Bowers is a phenomenal tight end asset. And if you're in a premium league for tight ends, you know how starving it is for a top tight end uh, player in fantasy. I think Brock Bowers is a lot more dynamic than we've seen even recent top tight ends, you know, even like a Kyle Pitts because Bowers can run the ball. He's running jet sweeps for touchdowns. He's playing in line. He's playing in the slot. He, he, he's doing everything that you need a, a versatile offensive weapon to do. Uh, I, I recorded a uh, show for DLF with, with Matt Hicks this past week. Matt says hi to both of you, by the way. Okay, uh, and we talk, we talk about Brock Bowers. He's going to come in probably as a top five tight end in dynasty, maybe six. So I, I think you're going to get that right off the, the snide and people are passing on him because he's a tight end and they shouldn't. Uh, at 105, I'm going to take Raheem Sanders, the running back at Arkansas. Just last year at 14, over 1,400 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, 28 receptions for 271 yards and two scores. Like He has the best uh, yards per carry in school history since Felix Jones was there which I thought was a wild stat to come across um, at six and a half. And that's uh, his career or no, I, no, that's uh, for the season. Sorry. Um, 222 carries uh, in a season. Like he's solid 700 yard games last season. Like he's just a really, really solid running back and he's fast. Um, he's going to run four, four something. Uh, literally has everything that you could want in a running back going to the NFL. Um, just only thing we need is day two capital or better, um, which I don't, I don't see how we don't get that with him here. Um, I think he is going to fit into most systems. I would assume he fits more into a power system than, than his own system. But um, 
I think either way, I think he's going to uh, be a, be a top running back in this class. Probably, I I have him over everyone else. So I think there's definitely a shot that that he's the RB one in this class. Yeah, I have him as my RB one. Um, very very close with Nick Singleton, running back out of Penn State, though, who is who I'm going to go with here. He's a year younger. He's class of. Uh, NFL class of, what is that, 2025? Um, I think he provides the most upside here. Uh, he's like, he's six foot to up to 230 pounds this offseason. Uh, incredibly athletic, right? Was the top running back recruit this past year and and showed out this past year, even though it was, he was pretty raw. He put up over 1,000 yards. He had, I think he had 11 touchdowns. He's the Big Ten freshman of the year. Caught uh, double-digit passes. Um and and I think what's kind of notable to me is, um, it, like, he seemed raw still, right? And he was that productive even with that. So if he can kind of build on that, develop a little bit more, um, the NFL is going to love his size and athleticism. And, I mean, the production is already there, right? So I feel like the sky's the limit with Singleton. Well, that. That makes it easy for me. Uh, I'm going to take Travion Henderson, running back from the Ohio State University here at the 107. And I like Nick Singleton, but I would take Henderson over him. You're talking about the number one running back recruit the year previous to Singleton. And Henderson had a tremendous first year, true freshman season at Ohio State. Last year had the injury, broken foot, muscle detached. It was rough. But it kind of makes him a value. I mean, even if he doesn't have a ton of production this season with the high State's backfield probably being a committee, I think Henderson's going to be is super athletic. He's going to test really well. I think he gets day two capital. Um, and it's kind of an easy choice here for me at the 107. Um, that's a tear break for me. I think after that, we're really – it's really tough. Um, I'm going to take the next best player on my board, and I just hate that I have to keep saying Ohio State, but uh, Mecca Ekbuka, the second wide receiver there. I think it's wild that Ohio State already has three people drafted, but I think that's exactly where we were like two years ago too, and probably last year to have like two or three in there. Um, Really solid player. Um, He's going to be opposite Marvin Harrison Jr., He's going to get his too. Uh, Ohio State's going to throw the ball a lot. Mecca Buka, much different player than Marvin Harrison. Um, he can go up and get it if he really needs to, but he can do everything else on the football field. Um, I think he he's going to fit um, on just about every NFL team. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. is the X on any football team, um, but as you know, these offenses continue to progress and throw as much as they are, Mekic Buka is going to be very, very valuable to the NFL. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 108. 109. I'll go Quinchon Chukins running back at Ole Miss. Um, another guy who was very, very productive the day he got to school, right? You put up 1,500 yards on the ground at Ole Miss as a true freshman competing alongside Zach Evans, um, had, had 15 catches, um, like, He's 5'11", 220. There's not much not to like about Jokins. Uh, I don't think he's as athletic as Nick 
Appleton, but he can hold his own, right? And the production speaks for itself. Uh, well, 110's tough because I feel like it's – I feel like I can just take the mystery box, and I just want to take the mystery box here. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Malachi Nelson, quarterback for USC, incoming freshman – I think it's the best blend in the freshman class of talent and situation where you get Lincoln Riley's next quarterback. I think it's just smart to continue to invest in. It's probably going to pay off ultimately. Uh, definitely close with some other freshmen in the class who uh, we'll get to very soon. And and then some some guys that are a little bit older at different positions. But I, I think Nelson has has what it takes to be a, end up being a top pick. And you mean Malachi Nelson, not Michael Nelson? Look, if I could draft Michael Nelson, I think I think I would do it. What is this in the fantasy football podcast uh, lacrosse league? Yes, yes. Actually, you know what? That that he might be the FFP one overall pick. He might, he'd probably be be a top five pick in the uh, fantasy football podcast lacrosse league. <laughs> you do not even give me the one on one there. <laughs> some good athletes. I might take the raw athleticism over you, but I think I think you're top five with your skill set, Nelly. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it, Nelly. I'd take you top two. I just don't know if there's someone out there that like might have gone to Johns Hopkins or like Duke or something to play at Lax. So like, we just have to keep those options open. I understand. The, uh, there's higher ceiling options out there. Yeah, but you're top two for me, so uh, I respect you just a little bit more. Um, 111 I'm going to go Arch Manning the other kind of top quarterback here um, Texas is back baby uh, let's just say it uh, we don't have to we don't have to keep hiding behind the bushes here uh, finally Texas fans can come out and say that Texas is back um, I feel like for too long and for too many years uh, Texas fans have not been able to be on the forefront uh, I I just want them to finally be able to come out year after year and just say Texas is back. Um, and the signing of Arch Manning definitely proves that. Um, he won't start this year, but he's a really good player. Um, so it's over to you, Nelly, at the 112. Just know that Texas is back. Texas is so back. It feels so yeah. good to say that with confidence. And just, I mean, it's just college football is better when Texas is back. And Texas is back, so college football is better right now. You know, well, finally, you know, like- people are getting it. You know, like 10% of the listeners are going to think you guys are serious. <laughs> but, oh, you're not serious? You don't think Texas, <laughs> Texas is not? back all of a sudden? What? Texas is not back? What? Oh, my goodness. I, Texas is so back. There's just no way they're not. When um, you sign that quarterback, like. Exactly. They're, they're back. Better than ever, honestly. They, uh, like, when, like, if Quinn. Quinn. Quinn uh, Ewers doesn't get hurt, they beat Alabama. And so that would have meant that they were back. Exactly. And probably wouldn't have lost another game. Yep. Uh, 112, I will go Braylon Allen, running back at Wisconsin, class of 2024. Uh, youngest guy in the class, biggest running back in the class. Um, in a new Wisconsin offense this year, which provides a little risk, a little reward, though. If he can improve his pass, catch, his pass catching chops, his pass blocking ability, um, that really kind of uh, heightens his ceiling. Um, if he can't do it, that 
lessens his ceiling. So that's kind of the risk reward, right? But there's already talk about him lessening his workload a little bit this year to prepare him for the draft. Um, to me, that says he's gotten good feedback for the draft and that he's going to be in the draft. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, let's recap the first round here. We have uh, Caleb Williams at 101 at USC. 102, Marvin Harrison Jr. at The Ohio State University. 103, Drake May, quarterback at UNC. 104, Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia. 105, Raheem Sanders, running back out of Arkansas. 106, Nicholas Singleton, the running back out of The Penn State. Uh, 107, Trevion Henderson out of The Ohio State University. 108, Emeka Ekbuka out of The Ohio State University. 109, Quinshawn Judkins, running back out of The Ole Miss. Uh, 110, Malachi Nelson, quarterback out of USC. 111, Arch Manning uh, from Texas's back university. And uh, 112, Braylon Allen, the running back at Wisconsin. Uh, 201's a tough pick. I think there's a, a kind of a big tier here of some quarterback upside as well as some, you know, solid running back and receivers with high floors. But I, I'm going to swing for the quarterbacks in Superflex uh, this early. I, I'm going to take uh, Drew Allar, quarterback from Penn State. I think watching the spring game, seeing the tool set that uh, Drew Eller has, and Penn State's offense is going to be good. I mean, they are a legitimate Big Ten contender, a very good team. I think he has the the size, the athleticism, and the arm to be a top quarterback in that 2025 class. I finally bumped him over Kate Klubnik, but uh, still a lot unknown. It's a little risky, but I'll take him here. Uh, oof. That didn't even really take a player off my board here at this spot. Yeah, I know so you're, you're not nice. a fan, Kane. So. I'm not. Uh, oh, I have this player ranked way too high. I can't take him here. Uh, I got some work to do on the rankings. At 202, I'm going to take uh, a wide receiver from Texas's back university. Uh, and that's Xavier Worthy. Um, we found out that, yeah, he didn't uh, play as well last year. And, oh, yeah, he also, I don't know, broke his hand. Like, that's something to figure out, right? Like, he's a good player. Look back what he did his freshman year. Um, quarterback play has to be better. It's going to, for Texas to truly be back, quarterback play has to be better this season from uh, Quinn Ewers. And I think he will because he's going to have a lot of pressure from uh, Arch Manning being there. The goal is to have Quinn Ewers be a one-and-done quarterback. Um, that was the guy that I was debating taking here at the 202, but I'm just going to take the safe route and just take Xavier Worthy. Texas is back. I was I was going to go Xavier Worthy there. Because Texas is back. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I was going to ask you who's back. Oh, yeah, it's you, back. You, you were ahead of me. Um, instead, I will go to an actually good football team. I'm going to take Branson Robinson running back at Georgia. Um, I, I think Branson Robinson has a massive ceiling. I think we could come around a year from now. We could be doing a, a Debbie draft. And I think Branson Robinson could be a top three pick. Uh, he is that sort of ceiling. If he kind of, if he goes out there this year at Georgia and it takes command of that backfield at what is he? Six foot two twenty. He's massive. He's, he's absolutely ripped. 
Um, and he kind of showed out a little bit in the championship when he got an opportunity. If he if he grows on that, puts together, I don't know, a 1,200-yard season uh, at Georgia, the best team in the country, who produces stud NFL running backs, like, like this, the sky is the limit. No, I think it's a good pick. It's a fair pick. Though I think if we take off everyone that's draft eligible, I think he's like 105, 106 already, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lukewarm take on my end. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's, it's fair. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go running back as well, but one that's eligible this year at the 204, I'm going to take Donovan Edwards, the running back for the University of Michigan. I really like what we saw from Edwards at the end of the season when Blake Corum was out with injury. Edwards dominated Ohio State, dominated TCU, and has the pass catch and chops. I think that's the thing that props him up to this spot is I think there's a really nice NFL floor as a receiver with the upside as a you know top recruit when he came to Michigan. He has gone split carries this year, but uh, I still think Edwards has a good shot at day two capital. So you telling us we shouldn't be worried about him? Like I have a little trepidation, right, with Corum coming back because uh, we assume the backfield would be his. But should do we not need to be worried? I, you know, I think once you hit the mid second, I think everyone has some worry. <laughs> you know, like I think Branson Robinson has similar worries, right? Of like, uh, hey, you know, Dejan Edwards could really take most of the carries there. Uh, so I think you do have to have a little bit of worry. It is a little bit of projection, but. I'm, I'm hoping for more of a split this year because Edward showed himself out so well. All right, not even a Kendall Milton shout-out at Georgia. Tough no. scene. He, he might be RB4 on that backfield. Tough Tough dad's scene. listening to our podcast. Uh, well, he probably is. Um, I'm going to take my uh, wide receiver three, or no, wide receiver four in the 2024 class. Um that's Troy Franklin, the wide receiver at uh, Oregon. I think he's really good. Um, I think he's everything that that people want in a wide receiver. He can catch well. He's fast. He's big. Like I don't know what else more we could want. He's had outrageous production last year. He's going to do it again with Bo Nix. Um, just a really, really good player. Um, I have a hard time seeing how he's not like top 50, top 60 capital in this next draft. Yeah, that's a smart pick. I think that's pretty safe. Um, I'm going back to, back to Texas, baby. I'm taking Cedric Baxter at the 206. Um, incoming freshman this year to class of 2026. He's the number one incoming running back in, in the composite rankings um, among all the recruits. Uh, he's a bigger back. He's six foot. He's over two hundred pounds. He's a good pass catcher. In the spring in spring camp, he was he was split out a little bit. They were using him as a receiver. Texas has this big hole left by B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson gone. They've got a couple upperclassmen who have shown a little bit. There's some talent there, but I don't think any of them stack up to Cedric Baxter. I think by end of the year, he's going to be the starter in that backfield, and I think his long-term projection is good. I keep taking running backs, big running backs that have um, projectable three-down roles. I don't know if that's a me problem or a good strategy. It's probably a little bit of both, but I'm going to keep that role in here. 
Well, it helps that you're drafting them at power five schools. So with the tendency to, you know, produce running backs, that helps. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good problem. 207. Let's let's uh let's go to Texas. Texas AM. I'm taking Evan Stewart. Why don't oh, they're back. Texas AM is back. The Aggies are back. Uh I, I think I think Evan Stewart is firmly the top receiver in the 2025 class. There's still a lot of time to go. He might lose that, but I think there is a, a top 50, top you know, 70 kind of floor uh with him. Just a phenomenal true freshman season, and is going to be the number one receiver for them again, and hopefully a better passing offense. So I'm in on Evan Stewart, and I think this is a really nice spot to get him in. I'm just going to preface this with I don't like this pick, um, but I'm finally going to do it because someone needs to take him. Um, if Texas is back, Ben Ewers has to play well, right? I think. That's fair. Um, last year was the first time that he played in college football, right? We also have to remember that he forwent his senior season in high school. Um, so he's basically starting as a true freshman in age-wise last season. Um, that's difficult. I think you have a solid offensive mind in Sarkeesian that's going to draw some things up. A healthy Xavier Worthy definitely makes the team better, makes it easier for Quinn Ewers. I think Quinn Ewers, um, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but Quinn Ewers this season solidifies himself as either the QB2 or QB3 in the 24 class and gets first-round draft capital. It's in the range of outcomes. I mean, he should. He was next on my list, uh, pretty close to it, so it's, it's a good pick there. Take that, Nelly. I'm so disappointed. He was he was not quite up yet for me. No, instead, I am going to go. Uh, I'm I'm back on my BS. I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking Justice Haynes and coming running back at Alabama, class of 2026 for the NFL draft. Um, another guy who has this three down profile, good athlete, can catch the ball has uh, NFL bloodlines, uh, just kind of checks every sort of box that you would want. And and on top of that, Nick Saban had only good things to say about him in, in spring ball. That backfield's pretty ambiguous. He has a path to play time if he truly is, is talented enough. Um, another one of these, I guess, this is another – one of those, I'll say what I said with Branson Robinson. I could see a world where he's a, a top three to five pick in Debbie drafts next year. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's definitely a possibility. Um, if if he can take that backfield at 210, Texas is back, baby. Just I'm taking Jatavian JT Sanders, tight end out of Texas. Uh, Looking like he has a legitimate shot at first round capital. Came in as as an edge rusher, you know, converted to tight end, super athletic, very productive. They really were manufacturing touches for him last season. I think that continues. I think JT Sanders. I guess I'm I'm Mr. Tight End because I've taken them all, but uh, he's he's going to be a I think a pretty good pick next year. Uh... Huh. 
I didn't see that pick coming. Um, even though I have access to your rankings, which... <laughs> full of surprises. Um, I'm gonna stay at the uh, quarterback. Well, I guess um, I'm gonna take who I believe to be the best quarterback in the uh, 2025 class, and that's Kate Klubnik. Um, I think he's better than Drew Alar. I think he has better weapons. Uh, it remains to be seen what's gonna happen with that offense, right? Um, I think a lot's up in the air. I would love the offense to be a lot better with the new coordinator, but uh, that remains to be seen. Um, But it's hard to think that it can get worse. You have a great running back in Will Shipley. You have some weapons that are now finally fully healthy on the outside for Klubnik. Um, I don't see why he shouldn't take a huge step forward here. Two twelve is a tough pick. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off rankings. I have a, a few guys in the same tier here. I'm not going to go running back. I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to take Barry and Brown, wide receiver at Kentucky. I think he's a wide receiver too in the 2025 class. He did a strong freshman season with Will Levis. Everyone says Will Levis had no weapons. It's not true. He had multiple weapons. One of them being Barry and Brown. Um, electric, electric athlete, like fantastic kick returner. I think his first ever touch, he took a, a kick return to the house that got called back for a flag. Don't correct me if I'm wrong there. Let's just pretend that's true. Um, but productive, raw, a ton of athleticism. The downside is he's incredibly skinny. He's like skinnier than Devonte Smith. I think he's 160 pounds soaking, sock, soaking wet. Um, but he's a freshman in college. He's in an SEC weight, weight room. Hopefully he can get up to like, I don't know, 170. It doesn't really matter, right? Like as long as he's productive and he's able to stay healthy on the field, uh, that's all that really matters. The NFL has cared less and less about wide receiver size. So I think he has uh, a higher ceiling than any other wide receiver in this class just because of that athletic upside. Uh, Shane, you want to recap the second round here and then make the uh, 301 pick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 201, Drew Alar, quarterback, Penn State. 202, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver, Texas. 203, Branson Robinson, running back, Georgia. 204, Donovan Edwards, running back, Michigan. 205, Troy Franklin, wide receiver, Oregon. 206, Cedric Baxter, running back, Texas. 207, Evan Stewart, wide receiver, Texas A&M. 208, Quinn Ewers, quarterback, Texas. 209, Justice Haynes, running back, Alabama. 210, Jatavian Sanders, tight end, Texas. 211, Kate Klubnik quarterback Clemson and 212 Barry and Brown wide receiver Kentucky and at the 301 I'm going to take Malik Neighbors wide receiver LSU uh had a productive season was better than Kayshawn Boutte there I think that offense is turning the corner I think Neighbors has the size to be a potential first round selection I just talked about how Will Shipley is a very good running back uh, I'm going to take him here he's going to be moving up my ranks um I think he's a really really solid running back um, it doesn't seem like he's played poorly at Clemson, but Clemson has been poor around him. Um, he's played well since he was a true freshman. Um, I don't know what's not to like. He can catch, he can run. Like he's the total package, but I think we just forget because Clemson has been so putrid. Three hundred two. I'm going to go Zachariah Branch, wide receiver at USC, incoming wide receiver. So NFL class of 2026. A little bit undersized, but a really good athlete. A lot of what I said to 
with Barry and Brown applies here. He'll probably return kicks right away. I think he'll be involved pretty early at USC because Caleb Williams, we talked about it in the first overall pick here, kind of yearning for weapons there, right? Jordan Addison's gone. Um, they bring in a couple of top freshmen. They bring in Dorian Singer in the portal. But it, it's kind of wide open in terms of who's going to be the guy here. And there's an outcome where Zachariah Branches is like the guy early on in his freshman year for a high-profile program. He has the talent to do it. Um, just, I think, good value here. The 304, I'm going to take Keytron Allen, running back Penn State, who I think is severely underrated. I don't think he's that far behind Nick Singleton. Nick Singleton obviously is the better athlete. I think Keytron Allen has the better fundamentals at running back right now. So definitely a name that needs to be more on the Debbie radar. Uh, when I think quarterbacks, I think Nico Ayamaliava is the only 10 I see. Uh, so I'm going to draft him here. That was really poor, but uh, yeah, it's late, Nelly, um, and I'm trying my hardest. Uh, I'm going to take him here. I think of the uh, of the guys remaining, the quarterbacks in this 2026 class, I think he was the one I would much rather have. I think um, in terms of just pure weapons, um, he's going to have some of the best weapons around him um, in a good offense that likes to throw the ball. Um, with a good offensive mind. Um, so I'm taking him here at the 305. 306, I'll go with a different incoming freshman quarterback. I'm going to go with Dante Moorhead to UCLA. He's out of Michigan. Um, kind of had an interesting recruiting saga and ended up at UCLA where he has a chance to start right away. There's a competition there. There's three or four quarterbacks involved. But he has the most raw talent, has the highest pedigree. If he's not the starter at the beginning of the year, I would be surprised if he wasn't by the end of the year. He's kind of the easiest path to play time out of all these five-star quarterbacks. Um, he's a pocket passer, right? So he's, he's not he, – he can move, but he doesn't really move. So you're kind of missing out on that upside there. But he's also very, very talented. So that's, that's something that's worth buying into. I'm going to keep the quarterback train rolling, but not a freshman, 307 307- – Call me a homer if you want, but I'm going to take Kyle McCord, quarterback for the Ohio State University. Uh, look, if he wins the job, every Ryan Day quarterback has been a first-round pick. Uh, it seems likely Kyle McCord wins that job at Ohio State. I think this is worth the risk late third round to take a shot uh, if he beats out Devin Brown. Uh, speaking of uh, Ohio State players, um, sometimes you just have to go ahead and draft the five-star wide receivers that they get on their team, and most likely you're going to hit. So I'm going to take my favorite one, which is Carnell Tate, wide receiver at the Ohio State University. Um, he is impressing right away. Um, he's a solid player. He's big, fast, everything you want. I don't know what there isn't to like in Carnell Tate. Three hundred nine. I'm going to go with the last of the five-star freshman quarterbacks, incoming freshman quarterbacks. Jackson Arnold headed to Oklahoma. He's going to sit for a year behind Dylan Gabriel, presumably take over the job next year in a Jeff Levy offense, which is very high-powered. He's actually the most athletic of these five-star freshman quarterbacks, the most rushing production. Did it at maybe the best high school football league in the country in Texas, and, and was very, very good. I think he's a little bit underrated in this class. If he was in a different class, he'd be talked about more. But he is he is a he is a chance here to really like he, he can produce a ton at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's moving to the moving to the SEC. Um, 
I think the the ceiling is high here. At the 310, I'm going to take Romeo Dunze, wide receiver out of Washington. Super safe pick. I think he's a you know solid day two wide receiver in this upcoming class. Has the speed, has the production last year. Uh, just kind of get left behind because he may not quite have the upside to be like a top 20 pick. Um, I'm going to overdraft a player here. I'm much higher on this guy than everyone else, and it's Tez Walker, the wide receiver at UNC. Um, I have him 31st on my board. Like he performed at G5. He's going to UNC. He's going to be the best weapon um, on, on a UNC offense. Think about when Josh Downs was healthy, the amount of targets that he was able to get. Like Tez Walker is going to do the same thing, except he's better than Josh Downs um, as a wide receiver. So at 311 here, I think it, it's definitely a steal. Um, and looked for him to enter into the NFL draft after this season. All right, last pick of the third round here. I'm going to do something that I don't think I ever do. I'm going to draft Luther Burton, wide receiver at Missouri. Second-year guy, class of 2025, NFL class of 2025. Um, kind of – he was fine as a freshman, right? He did a little bit of everything for Missouri, but his, his true receiving production was a little bit underwhelming. He got outperformed by, by Dominic Lovett, who is now gone. Right, so Luther Byrne presumably steps into a bigger role. That offense is supposed to be better. Quarterback play is supposed to be better. Luther Byrne is supposed to be the beneficiary there. He was the top uh, top wide receiver in the class incoming last year. Um, I have some concerns with him not being good right away at Missouri because Missouri is not very good. But the pedigree is there. The talent is, is there to a certain extent. Um, this is a little bit of a fall from him. I think this is lower value than you'll see him in most Debbie drafts. But I, I, at this point is where I, I start to feel comfortable taking him. Uh, Shane, you want to recap this and then hit the 401 real quick? Yeah, 301, Malik Dabers, wide receiver, LSU. 302, Will Shipley, running back, Clemson. 303, Zachariah Branch, wide receiver, USC. 304, Katron Allen, running back, Penn State. 305, Nico Ayamaliava, quarterback, Tennessee. 306, Dante Moore, quarterback, UCLA. 307, Kyle McCord, quarterback, Ohio State. 308, Carnell Tate, wide receiver, The Ohio State. 309, Jackson Arnold, quarterback, Oklahoma. 310, Romeo Dunze, wide receiver, Washington. 311, Tez Walker, wide receiver, North Carolina. And 312, Luther Burden, wide receiver, Missouri. The 401, I'm going to take Nelly's boy. I'm taking Connor Wegman. I know Kane loves him, quarterback for uh, Texas A&M. I think he, well, he's probably guaranteed the starter, has good weapons, could be a solid pick. Has a good weapon. Don't sleep on Moose Muhammad. Yeah. I'm fully asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oof. I don't know who I want here. That certainly wouldn't have been my pick. Um, I'm going to take the uh, running back down in Florida um, at the 402. I'm going to take Trevor Etienne. Um, I think he's solid. Um, he should have the, the lion's share of the work. I don't know what the Florida offense is going to look like or who's going to be throwing the ball. But I just know that if it's between um, Jack Miller and whoever was at Wisconsin last year, I can't even remember his name because he was terrible. Uh, they're both great at handing the ball off. Graham Mertz, the next Peyton yeah. Manning. Uh, that was something. 
That was actually the first Debbie article I ever wrote was about Graham Mertz. Oh, memories, I'm sure. Yeah, it felt good. Uh, Graham Mertz and Jaden Hazelwood. But I'm going to take him here at the 402. Like Trevor Etienne, he's a good running back. Uh, played well as, as a true freshman. Um, I think he's going to do well this season. 403, I'll go wide receiver. I'm taking Antonio Williams at Clemson. He's another second-year guy. Same class as Luther Burden. Um, so what's that? NFL draft class 2025. He's... A slot guy for now, there's been some talk. There's been some buzz for him on Twitter lately about being a little bit more than that. I don't know about that, but he's pretty productive at Clemson. He's he's going to be their wide receiver one this year in that offense. It's going to be a better offense with Kate Klobnik at the helm. New offensive coordinator coming in from TCU. I, I mean, he produced as a true freshman in Clemson. There are other talented guys in that room, right? So that says something about him. And, and he, he has the recruiting pedigree, right? He has the... He has the production. He has kind of the size athleticism. He checks a lot of boxes. The 4-4, I'm, I'm going to take Trey Benson, running back, Florida State. He, he kind of dominated the second half of the season for Florida State. I think they're going to be an excellent offense. Uh, I think it was something like four of his last six games, he hit over 100 yards rushing. Um, I think Benson's going to be really good, and he's starting to get a lot of buzz. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the other Benson. I'm going to take Malik Benson, the wide receiver at Alabama. Um, Alabama does need some help on the outside. I think uh, Malik Benson can certainly provide that um, the fast wide receiver. He's going to be good at Bama. I'll take Ted McMillan, wide receiver at Arizona, another class of 2025 guy. Uh, the biggest of the crew out of the guys we've talked about so far. He was productive as a freshman in Arizona, and that was alongside Dorian Singer and um, and um, what's his name, Jacob Cowan, the, the U, UTEP transfer. Uh, Singer's gone. The offense stays the same. Dolores still there. I think he'll put up over a thousand yards receiving this year. The market share numbers are going to be good too. He's got he's got the sizes I mentioned before. Um, he was I think he was a borderline five star guy. Again, he's, he's a guy. I just like guys that check a lot of boxes. 407, I'm going to take Dorian Singer, wide receiver USC, transfer from Arizona. Uh, Nelly kind of talked about it before with uh, Zachariah Branch. I think Singer's going to be the guy to fill that Jordan Addison role and be an excellent player for a great offense. Uh, at the 408, I'm going to take the remnants of Blake Corum's knee. Um, and hope that it's still okay. Like, if he performs like he did last season, he's probably still going to get top 100 draft capital. Like, he played well, um, and I'm just hoping that the knee doesn't set him back too far. 409, I'm, I'm back to my running back group. I'm taking Rovin Owens, the third running back in this incoming freshman running back class. He's headed to Texas A&M. Uh, that's a historically pretty solid ground game. I mean, they had Devin a chain last year. They had Isaiah Spiller before that. They have no talent there right now. Ruben Owens is a borderline five-star guy. He steps in right away. He's an older guy in the class, but I don't know, maybe that gives him a level of maturity and experience that is helpful for a true freshman. We can, we can twist that to be a good thing. Uh, I think he plays right away. 
uh, is kind of the point I'm making. And, and he's pretty athletic, right? He's, he's a little bit undersized, but he makes up for it with the athleticism. Um, and I think pretty clearly the third best running back in the class. At the 410, I'm going to take Aronde Gadsden, the second tight end out of Syracuse, made the official move to tight end from wide receiver. So he's a pass catching tight end that essentially, you know, just plays receiver. Um, I think that could be good and in a tight end premium league. And it looks like I might be the only one of the three of us that took a tight end in this draft that took all three of them. We'll see what the next two picks bring. Uh, not a tight end for me, mate. So you're still doing okay. Um, oh, who do I want with my last pick? I'm going to shoot for the absolute moon. Um, oof, do I really want to do that? Oh, I'm in, I'm in my own head here. Um, blue. I'm going to take Marshawn Lloyd, the uh, running back at USC, um, I'm just going to shoot for absolute upside. I like Marshawn Lloyd. Um, if he becomes kind of the uh, main guy in that offense, like he's very, very good. Um, he's finally going to be behind a good, at least a better offensive line. Um, I'm just going to hope that he can continue to uh, get healthy from that terrible knee injury his freshman year. All right. To close us out here, what'd you say? What'd you say earlier, Shane? Every every Ryan Day quarterback is gone day one. Yep. We've got another one here in uh, Devin Brown, uh, who's a year younger than Kyle McCord, who is still in a quarterback competition for that starting job. Um, now, I, I don't expect him to win that job, right? But there's a chance he does, which would be great. Even if he doesn't, he's probably the starter next year, right? Like, it's kind of he's on the Kyle McCord path of waiting two years to become a starter. If he does, he's got the tools and he's got the system to then become a, a first-round pick. He's undervalued here because – probably not going to start this year, right? But I think at this point, this is a pretty safe pick. He's probably only going to go up in value from here. Uh, Shane, you want to recap this round and then maybe teach us a little something? Let's do it. 401, Connor Wegman, quarterback, Texas A&M. 402, Trevor Etienne, running back, Florida. 403, Antonio Williams, wide receiver, Clemson. 404, Trey Benson, running back, Florida State. 405, Malik Benson, wide receiver, Alabama. 406, Tet McMillan, wide receiver, Arizona. 407, Dorian Singer, wide receiver, USC. 408, Blake Quorum, running back, Michigan. 409, Ruben Owens, running back, Texas A&M. 410, Aronde Gazden, the second tight end, Syracuse. 411, Marshawn Lloyd, running back, USC. 412, Devin Brown, quarterback, the Ohio State University. Uh, so for my history minute, we're going to go back to 1886. Uh, France was Great holding time. a – Yeah, good, good, good times for everyone. Uh, that was the last time Texas was back. <laughs> 1886, baby. Texas is back. That, well, that's how we know they're back now. Um, France was holding a contest to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the French Revolution. And so this was to be unveiled at the 1889 World's Fair. They're going to they wanted some engineering masterpiece to have in France. Um, we, we know kind of who won that was Gustave Eiffel's tower was selected. The Eiffel Tower um, won that. And, and, you know, the World Fairs, a lot of times this was the thing like the U.S., uh, the Ferris wheel was invented for their World Fair later. Um, but the second place, you know, what I'm saying this, the second place runner up was actually a 1,000-foot guillotine. 
was the runner up of the uh the contest. So there there was there's there's a world, there's a universe out there where instead of the Eiffel Tower, there's just a thousand foot guillotine in the middle of France to commemorate the French Revolution, uh, which would be wild. And people actually hated the Eiffel Tower for a long time. Uh, it was sold for scrap metal twice as recently as 1925. Obviously still remains. People like it now. But uh, maybe they would have liked the 1,000-foot guillotine in France. There you go. Um, let's, let's just dive straight into our uh, buys and sells. I'm going to be uh, buying Diablo 4. Wait, I already did. Um, no. Um, I'm going to buy Will Shipley. I think... I think that I could have gotten him a little bit later in most drafts. Um, if you happen to be listening to this and in uh, one of my Debbie best ball leagues where we have a, a startup going on, don't listen to this like this, ne- like any of this part. Uh, I would like to get Will Shipley later if I could. Um, I think he's just really, really talented. My unknown, I'm going to go straight to unknown. Uh, the Ohio State backfield and how that and how that tran- kind of transfers into NFL draft capital. Um, that's that's kind of the tough part for me. If we see kind of a split between Mayan Williams and Trey Van Henderson and then some Dallin Hayden uh, mixed in, how is that going to look for NFL draft capital? And so that's where I kind of have some of these questions on, you know, is Trey Van Henderson too high in my ranks at six? Um, my cell... Uh, I'll pick someone else because I don't want to beat up on Connor Wegman too much. Um, uh, my cell um, is Devin Neal, the running back out of Kansas. Um, there's a lot of very, very good running backs in 2024. I don't see how Devin Neal um, kind of becomes one of those top five, six guys in this class. I think there's a better chance he returns to school than, um, than him being a guy in this class. So if you're expecting him to kind of be that guy um, and you have him in a C, C, at least in a C2C league, you'd probably prefer him being in college one more year and getting some more solid production before he moves on to the NFL. Uh, but in Devi purposes, I'm going to sell him. Um, I don't think he's worth having on your team. 2025 class is already going to have really good running backs. I don't know how he fits in there either. Boom. Uh, I can go next if we want. My buy is, I mentioned this in the second pod, but it's Isaiah Davis, running back for South Dakota State. If you have a deeper Debbie draft that goes, he's getting pretty close in my rankings to where we, the one we just did. Fifth round, I would take a shot on him. Probably by far the best small school skill position player out there has a shot to be that kind of round three to five draft pick. You're going to get a drafted player, an Isaiah Davis. You know, go watch a little bit of even just highlights, whatever you can find. I mean, there's some impressive runs out there um, from him at South Dakota State. My cell is Andrew Paul, the running back at Georgia. There was a lot of hype for him uh, coming into last season. He had the injury and missed the year. As we kind of talked about, you know, Georgia's backfield is pretty well loaded. I mean, Dejon Edwards is probably going to start. Branson Robinson should be the guy who's probably the most talented. Kendall Milton's not going anywhere. A lot of people like Broderick Robinson, the second who's coming in as a true freshman. Like Andrew Paul is talented, but was a, you know, high three, low four star running back. 
I think he can get lost in the shuffle. I would sell him now for any Debbie pick and try to just, uh, you know, draft up. My unknown is Zakari Franklin, wide receiver uh, from UTSA, transferred to Ole Miss. I, I think he was kind of on the NFL draft radar. Um, and, you know, this probably helps that a little bit. But I, I just don't know how the Ole Miss passing game is going to be. I think it's C2C value I'm a little bit scared of. But this should help him maybe Debbie-wise be something. So I don't know if I should be interested Debbie-wise. He's definitely my unknown here. Yeah, Isaiah Davis is so much fun to watch. I don't really watch D1AA FCS football, but throw on his highlights and it'll be a good time. You don't normally see Derrick Henry-sized guys returning kicks, but he does it pretty well. Um, all right, I'm buying Jalen Hale, incoming freshman wide receiver at Alabama. Five-star guy, what have we talked about for, for months, even a year at this point? Alabama is weirdly not strong at the wide receiver position. They need some guys there. And, and in comes a five-star freshman, 6'1", 185, pedigree, kind of that prototype size, played a bunch of sports in high school, ran track, is a good athlete. Like, this is one of those picks where, like, in, in six months, he could have a strong freshman year, and we're like, why, why did we not value this guy higher? Like, Alabama wide receivers are a, a good bet if, if they're coming in with pedigree. There's such a high ceiling there. So I'm buying him. I mean, like, probably fifth, sixth round of Debbie drafts is, is plenty early enough to target him. I think you could get him there, and, and you're not getting guys with that high of ceilings at that pick. Uh, my cell is Alt McCaskill at Colorado. As I'm saying this, I feel like I may have done this already. But if not, Alt McCaskill transferred to Colorado, who is going to be really bad this year. Like, really bad. That I don't think, I don't think people talk enough about how poor of a job Dion has done doing what he said he was going to do in terms of building up that, that roster. Because um, they still have a ton of holes. They're going to be behind in a lot of games. It's going to be negative passing script. He is also coming off a, a, a pretty bad knee injury, right? So, like, who knows how that even is going to, uh, to, to shape out. So just lots of red flags there. He's someone who I'm selling in Debbie. My unknown, dare I say we've faded Mario Williams a little bit too far. Like, we're kind of galaxy branding ourselves. The Dorian Singer, super productive at Arizona, coming in. Couple high high freshman recruits coming in, and Zachary Branch and Makai Lemon. What if we're just ignoring the guy there who's the leading returner, leading leading returning receiver returning? I did not say that right, but um, another guy who had a lot of pedigree was productive as a freshman uh, with Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. Would you be surprised if he put up a thousand yards this year? I, I wouldn't. I, I think the fade has been appropriate, but I think it's maybe been a little bit too far. So he's someone who I I might start to buy just because of that cost. Well, that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Remember, um, Scott Fishbowl season is upon us, so make sure you're checking out the uh, Scott Fishbowl merch. Remember that every time you buy a shirt, um, all the proceeds are donated straight to Fantasy Cares. So uh, make sure you check that out. But for a Shane, Nelly, and myself just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.